you probably, if you're really going through a tough time, are not ready to read through Deuteronomy some afternoon. But friends, you are strong enough, and don't believe otherwise, you are strong enough to remember this phrase, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. And every time these thoughts of anxiety want to land on your lap, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Make yourself say it. Maybe do some squats to make it real to you. Be anxious for nothing. Commit yourself to that truth. Commit yourself to that truth. Be anxious for nothing. Says, is that magic, Pastor? Sounds like hocus pocus to me. No, it's not magic. It's not hocus-pocus. It's the power of the Scripture, the power of the Word of God, intermingling, meeting your spirit. And when the Word of God touches your spirit, something very significant happens in your inner man. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, Dr. McGee said this, nothing is nothing. Nothing is the most exclusive word in the English language. It leaves out everything. Worry about nothing. <laughs> nothing is nothing. Nothing is nothing. We worry about nothing. Nothing is nothing. You worry about your health? God's word says, be anxious for nothing. nothing. Thank you, you may be seated. Huh. You're not meant to carry this heavy burden around You are to be anxious for nothing. Nothing is nothing except your health. You can, you, you're allowed to worry. Nothing is nothing. I was blown out of the water when I read this this week from Dr. Robert Lee. And this is what he has to say. The average high school student today has the anxiety level of the average psychiatric patient in the 1950s. One of his suggestions is, don't believe everything you feel. Wrote a book on it. Anxiety 
is running rampant. Anxiety is running rampant. You need to make sure that you are not, that you are not uh, letting it get control of your life. What you got? We worry about so many things. Friends, you don't need to be worrying about deadlines that need to be met. Be anxious for nothing. Nothing is nothing. And in your praying, could I suggest that in a world where teenagers are having those kind of experiences, that maybe we should be praying for them really, really hard. And maybe we should be praying for our high school teachers. And maybe we should be praying for our high school principals. Anxiety runs wild right now. But in the Christian community, God would say to us, be anxious for nothing. And today I'm going to add a fourth muscle that we need to practice. So first muscle, rejoice in the Lord always. Second muscle, let your gracious gentleness be known to all men. Third muscle, uh, be anxious for nothing. Here's the fourth muscle. Let your requests be made known unto God. Let your requests be made known unto God. I'm going to ask Pastor Murdoch just to come and uh, lead us in prayer. And ask God to uh, move and minister and work in our hearts today. Why don't you stand as he leads us in prayer? Father, we thank you that in the midst of a confused world, in a world that has experienced isolation as a result of this virus that has struck the whole world, we acknowledge, Father, that you are omnipotent, but we are not. And yet in the midst of our impotence and our weaknesses, we thank you that your word comes to us clearly. Be anxious for nothing. We thank you, Father, that we can stand on the commands and the promises of your word because you are a faithful covenant-keeping God. We can trust you We can trust you with and in every circumstance of our lives. 
And so this morning, as your word goes out, we ask you to anoint our brother, our pastor. We ask, Father, that you would anoint us to hear, and not only to hear, but to act on the truths of your word, and that we would go from here knowing that it was good for us to be here, that we have heard from you, we have encountered you, and you have changed us. And we bow in your presence and worship you in Jesus' name. Thank you. You may be seated. So let me start talking about this fourth muscle by going back to where I ended last Sunday morning. Worry is a conversation we have with ourselves about things we're trying to handle ourselves. Prayer is a... You guys, are you going to do this? You people, didn't you hear the sermon last week? I worry. You worry. About COVID. About COVID. Yeah. Hmm. Be anxious for nothing, but let your requests be made known unto God. Prayer is a conversation we have with God about things we are asking God to handle for us. You have a choice to make. Are you going to talk to yourself about all your problems and get yourself all riled up and all worked up and all discouraged and all depressed? Or are you going to do what your maker asks you to do? Talk to him. Let your requests be made known unto God. Let your requests be made known unto God. Not your ultimatums, not your demands, not your orders, not your temper tantrums, not your I claim it by faith. I hope I didn't step on too many toes there. Pastor John, you is there something to worry about? Sure is hard to get work done when I got all this worrying I'm supposed to be doing. Bills. Yeah. Bills. Be anxious for nothing. Let your requests be made known unto God. We don't carry our anxiety. We let our requests be made known unto God. We go before him with our requests. That's an important word.
We go to him to ask. We go to him to articulate our need. Not some general bless me, bless me, bless me prayer. We go before God and we say, God, this is my request. This is what I need. Why? Let me bring some theological clarity to this issue for you. Why do we need to bring our request to God? You say, that's silly. I don't need to waste God's time. God already knows everything. Why would I bring my request to him? He knows about it. Donna and I had the great joy of raising three sons, all adults now, very much adults. Now it's hard for you to believe that a young lady like Pastor Donna could have a son who celebrated his 40th birthday this week, but it happened. We've raised three sons, all of them adults, and we made a very deliberate decision. When they became adults, we released them. And uh, you can ask any one of them. We have not told them how to live their lives. I have not thrown out a lot of suggestions. And why are you doing that? That's not bright. Why? Because they're adults. <laughs> and we let them go to live their own lives. At the same time, at the same time, I am more than delighted to get involved in their lives. And nothing delights me more than one of them says, Dad, I'm thinking about what do you think? Dad, we're going through a bit of a challenge here. Is there anything you can do to help us here? Those of you who have older kids, you understand what I'm talking about. Brings joy to the Father's heart. Brings joy to the Father's heart when his son, his daughter, comes to him and says, Dad, this is my need. In the theological world, friends, it's called free will. And God lets you do what you just about feel like doing. <laughs> never going to force himself on you. But he delights when you come to him and you say, oh God, this is what I need. Let your requests be made known unto God. the Greek word 
prasuhe. Prasuhe is uh, the Greek word that I'm going to look at here. So, what does making our requests unto God look like? Uh, we bring it to God in prayer. Prasuhe should be the next slide. We think. There we are. Good. Prasuhe. Now, if you look that up in Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, which is regarded as a great, great work in telling us what Greek word means, prasue means prayer in brackets, worship. So how do we bring our request to God? With prayer. But it's a certain attitude we come into God's presence with. It is a worshipful attitude. We humble ourselves in awe and adoration for his greatness. We don't have a familiar spirit that treats God as if he's our best buddy. We come into his presence and we let our requests be made known unto him in humble, worshipful adoration. We approach him worshipfully. You see, you have a choice in life when difficult times come. You can fellowship with your anxiety or you can fellowship with Jesus. Oh, Father, 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 Father. You guys, aren't you hearing these messages? Be anxious for unhappy marriage. My goodness. I have a bit of a time on Wednesday afternoon if you need to talk. <laughs> Be anxious for nothing. But rather, what do we do? We let our requests be made known unto God. First of all, by prayer. And it's not a demanded, commanded, God or else kind of praying. It's coming into his presence with humble adoration for his greatness and his goodness. We come before God by prayer, and we come before God by prayer and supplication. So prayer is this big word, this worshipful attitude of coming into God's presence. Supplication is 
telling God about your need. This is what I need. Oh God, help me with my unhappy marriage. Help me, oh God, with my health. It's coming before God with a very specific need and petition. Oh God, this is what I need. And it even gets a little bit emotional. It's not just some words coming out of your head. Your heart is feeling it. You're going before God with your heart and saying, oh God, I need you to Mom took her little three-year-old girl aside for a minute and, and said, uh, Annie, I, uh, I'm just going to go into my bedroom for a little while and uh, I'm going to just have some quiet time. I'm going to do my devotions. If you need me, that's where I'm going to be. But I just want to have some quiet time and do my devotions. Annie wanted to honor her mom. So Annie uh, just went and played with her dolls. But then the phone rang. And Annie thought, what do I do now? <gasps> Mommy doesn't want to be bothered. I'll answer the phone for Mommy. person on the other end said, Hi, Annie, can I speak to your Mommy? And Annie said, No, Mommy's busy. Mommy's having her emotions. <laughs> some of us, some of us, need to stop carrying all this anxiety around. And we need to learn how to bring our emotions into God's throne room of grace and say, Oh God, I need help! It's called supplication. How do we bring our requests before God? We do it by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. <laughs> we come into God's presence with this deep awareness that, yeah, my life, my life is like this right now. But I am so thankful, Father, that I can come to you with my circumstances and my situations, my petitions, my needs. Huh. When I'm at home in the evening and I'm in uh, our family room downstairs, we have a bit of a code in our house. goes something like this. It's coming from upstairs. Maybe you have similar codes. And then after I hear the... I usually hear something like this. Supper's ready! 
Now, what's my response? What's my response when I hear Donna say, Supper's ready? Oh, boy. Gotta go eat her food again. <laughs> Not at all. No, it's yay, and it's not just about the food she's prepared. It's wow, I get to spend some time over food, visiting, and being with Donna. I don't know, friends, where we got the idea that prayer is some chore or some religious obligation, some discipline you have to learn so you'll be called a good Christian by others. I don't know where that came from. The opportunity to go into God's presence ought to bring delight to us. Let me take you to uh, Revelation. Interesting uh, portion of scripture here. Another angel came to the altar holding a golden censer and much incense was given to him so that he might add it to the prasue that he might add it to the prasue of all the saints on the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prasue of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hands. <laughs> How does God respond? to you bringing his requests to him. Oh, that's so beautiful. Prayers for my kids. What a delight. What a beautiful scent to me. God loves it when his children bring their requests to him. It brings delight to him. Just like when my boys call me, I'm delighted. When you bring your prasue to God, it's a sweet-smelling fragrance in the throne room of heaven. So what decisions do we make? We make the decision. We make the decision to 
bring our requests to God. How do we do it? By worshipful prayer. With supplicating and with thanksgiving. Now, here's what I don't understand. This, to me, is so obvious. So obvious. And yet, why, when it's so obvious that we're not meant to carry these things, why is it that so often what we should do first, we do last? Well, I've tried everything, so I think I'll pray now, see if that works. Why do we do that? Don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You are not meant, my friends, to walk through your days carrying this kind of stuff. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let your requests be made known unto God. <laughs> so, I'm again amazed at how high, stand, how high God's standards are. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let your gracious gentleness be known to your favorite people. No, no, to your friends. Sorry, I misquoted it. No, let your gracious gentleness be known to all men. Be anxious. Unless it's COVID season. If it's COVID season, you can be anxious. Oh, sorry, that's the 21st revised version, century revised version. Be anxious for nothing. But what do we do? Let our requests be made known unto God. As the worship band comes, would you stand? When this whole COVID thing began to break out, and the government requested churches not to meet for services, I called our board and I called our pastors, I called our elders together. And we formed a big group around this part of the sanctuary, six feet apart. And we asked God what he'd have our response to be. And we unanimously agreed that if we called ourselves Christians and we weren't ready to honor our government, we were really living in disobedience. So when they asked us to close our services, we closed our services. 
but we made a decision. We would not stop praying in, the, in it. We were going to pray through it. And we were allowed to meet at that stage in groups of 15 to pray. To, if we could meet in groups of 15, and every Monday to Friday since COVID broke out 32 weeks ago, we've, <laughs> we've met to pray. What do you do in the hard seasons of life? As individuals and churches, you pray. Let your requests be made known unto God. So, uh, about four weeks ago, three weeks ago, somewhere in there, Monday morning, I'm out walking. And God said to me, and there's a little junction on the pathway I go on, and just when I got to the juncture, God said to me, it's time to call the church to fast and pray. And I uh, thought, Lord, I'm getting too old to be excited about that. He said, it's time to call your church to fast and pray. Got home and had my oatmeal and banana and got dressed to come to church. Came to prayer meeting. And Sister Christine Jones, wave at us, Christine. Just wave. Just wave. Haven't missed very many of our prayer meetings in the last 32 weeks. But she said to me that morning, as we just sat in a circle, she said, the Lord said to me this morning that we need to weep between the porch and the altar. We need to weep between the porch and the altar. She's praying. I'm walking. God tells me it's time for us to fast. She says it's time for the church to weep between the porch and the altar. That's an instruction to the prophet Joel as he's calling the nation to fast. I said, hmm, talking at the same time to two different people who haven't talked to each other, we better pay attention. So I'm calling our church to 10 days of prayer and fasting beginning November 16th. Friends, the enemy's trying to create all kinds of confusion and disruption in so many lives. It's time for the church to do what the church does in those times. We don't sit idly by. We do what we know we need to do. We fast and we pray and we let our requests be made known unto God giving you lots of notice because if you're wired like me I need to talk myself into this you got 16 days to talk yourself into going on this journey but friends it's time it's time for the church to stand up it's time for the saints of God to stand up it's time to cry out to God in supplication may God help us all 
May God give us strength. Remain standing as we worship together. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.